Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, it's been a while uh, since we've seen Captain Ed as part of the uh, JPR crew, and it's good to have you back after an extended uh, leave of absence. Your excuse is? Work. Oh. Something you don't know anything about? Don't say that four-letter word. That's not all true, but most of it work. Okay. All right. We'll we'll leave it at that. All right. So, uh, but today is a pretty big day. Uh, Captain Dennis, what is it? It is? It is National Aviation Day. Okay. And that is because it's someone's birthday, and that would be? Orville Wright. They chose this date uh, to commemorate National Aviation Day. All right. Well, that makes sense. So, happy uh, National Aviation Day. Uh, what are you uh, What are you doing to celebrate, Dennis? Well, uh, I think I'm either going to take Abby up for a flight, or take the Mooney up, or do both. I, okay. I feel you know, I feel that we it seems appropriate. You know, get up in the air and celebrate appropriately. All right, and if you can't fly, you share just plain radio with a fellow aviation enthusiast, and that that is the uh, law, I believe, on National <laughs> Aviation Day. And you will be fined if you don't participate. I, we least, will find you. <laughs> there'll be uh, men in black suits to show up at your front door yep. and uh, beat you to a bloody pulp. No, they're just going to drag you to the AME so you can start working on your medical. Okay, that's a whole other thing. We'll get into that later. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about Ed, though, because it has been a while, and you've been traveling around quite a bit, not just working. Uh, well, mostly working. Mostly working. But you've Mostly been, working. I've, I've had some 18 days in a row type type work weeks and but you managed to fit in a, a I trek managed up to, to sneak away Michigan. for 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 a couple of days about maybe two three months ago i saw something in warbird digest about thunder over michigan it's an air show in the detroit area and they were the theme this year was corsair crazy hmm. and and he's uh, wearing the shirt today yeah that it uh they their their goal was to get 15 corsairs to the show and flying at the same time hmm. uh you know by the time i i purchased my ticket they had about 13 scheduled to show up yeah 11 made it there were a couple mechanicals that kept people away okay and uh but i got to see 11 f4u corsairs flying in formation first time this has happened since probably the 60s anywhere in the world and probably the 50s in the united states how about that yeah. Was that that easy, was that even bigger than the D Day thing? Well, no, I don't think so. I think it as far as as far as um, I think the D Day and taking the the C forty sevens over over to Normandy was was a much bigger event. Yeah, but you know this is just the the this is the airplane that got me into aviation. It was a Boys Life magazine when I was about eight years old. Had a co- uh, on the cover. It was a picture of a Corsair, and it was an article about uh, what is now the Commemorative Air Force and and what they did. And from that point forward, all I wanted to do was fly. So this is you know the quintessential 
you know, um, bucket list airplane. Nice. And you know, I've seen them before. I've seen them fly before. I've seen, you know, two or three at a time, uh, but never 11. And, and they did, they really did the show up right. They, uh, they had them all parked in the same area and you could walk around and, and get pictures. So I have, I have pictures with each individual airplane. Yeah. So I have 11 pictures taken from the same angle, me standing in the same spot with all 11 airplanes. Sweet. And then... Um, what different? Do they got the painted names Yeah, on they've got the different thing? names, different numbers, so you can tell they're different. Right. And uh, and there are also a number of different models they had up there. Uh, the F4U5, the F4U4, the F4U1. Um, and they... Um, um, but to when they were getting ready to fly them in the show... They had them all start at the same time, so I've got a video of, of 11 Corsairs firing up, and boy, it's noisy. And then mm-hmm. they all were sitting there with their wings folded, so they simultaneously unfolded the wings and taxied out, did their flybys, and then taxied back in, parked, shut down, uh, un, uh, folded their wings back up again in, in, in sync, and shut down. How about that? Yeah. It well, was, you're going to have to get that video up on the website. Have you shared it yet? No. Well, maybe we got mine. Do it. Well, you could share, won't you? Well, share? if you ever looked at my Facebook page, you would have seen all of it going on in real time. Uh, you have posted throughout I the believe. Show. No, you sure? I'm sure. I have thought you unfriended me years ago. Well, that might be the case, <laughs> but um, actually, there's some really good uh, video uh, on Warbird Digest uh, Facebook page as well. Okay. They they got a, actually a much better picture of the formation flying later on Saturday night, uh, kind of after the air show. They went up to practice because they. We're a little loose in the formation during the day at Saturday. And then you don't want to have to see Ed in front of the airplanes. Yeah, well, there was another really cool thing, and it's it's a, a group out of out of Texas, uh, Mid-America um, uh, Museum, Aviation, or uh, Warm Plane Museum or something of that nature. They, <coughs> excuse me, actually opened up the airplane and let people climb in. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I waited in the line for an hour and 25 minutes. And I got to sit in the cockpit for maybe a minute and a half. (laughs) But I do have a picture of of me in the cockpit of a Corsair. So um, now the next step is, you know, fire it up and go. I figured I could get it started, you know, that I just, you know, told told him to clear prop and then, you know, start it up and go take it for a ride. Yeah, you just put on a baseball cap. It wouldn't be the first airplane I've checked myself out in. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you just got to act like that's what they did in the war. Well, yeah. There were no dual control. Corsairs. Well, all the people that were flying them were they in some kind of special uniform too? Yeah, yeah, they, they had dressed. The, they had the flight apart. suits on and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, that might have been a giveaway, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- that sounds like a pretty but I, amazing but I'll tell you this. experience. I look good in it. You did. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, like, and like, I, like I need one. They flew in formation, so that formation was what four in a diamond kind of thing, or what? Uh, they, were, uh, they did a couple different formations, but most of them were just uh, the echelon or the line abreast. And uh, the first time through, it was kind of loose, but when the video on Warbird Digest, it was a it was a very tight formation of all eleven, um, and uh, that it it looked really good. Well, uh, I assume you talked to some of the pilots, knowing you. Well, uh, as a, a couple of them, you know, yeah. like I say, the people that were were hosting the uh, us up in the airplane, we talked to them, mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, I did uh, uh, go back and forth with. Um, Actually, the wife of one of the pilots, uh, uh, Jim, 
Uh, Trumbull, he uh, he flies um, a Korean War Hero, and we see him in the air show circuits here in Florida all the time. Okay, and, uh, so uh, I was I was talking to her um, because uh, she runs their Facebook page. So I was I was saying, yeah, I, I'm following your page. And, now I don't know Corsair is that a two seater? So you put someone in no, back? It, well, can't. there there are a couple that have been modified to do that, but yeah. that was not its original design. Hmm. Okay, so but, there's a single. Uh, you know, pilot flying mm-hmm. foldable wing machine, yep. just a monster in the wars. Yeah. And and as far as airplanes, it is a big airplane. It's bigger than the Mustang, uh, which the sh- air show wasn't shabby. They had eight Mustangs there. They had the B seventeen, two B twenty fives. You know, so it was it was a good small air show that I strongly recommend people to go visit. I was very impressed. With but it. louder than the Mustang. Um. Different sound than the Mustang radial engine versus the inline uh, or the uh, the V uh, twelve, yeah, liquid cool, but uh, seriously loud, oh, yeah. uh, thundering uh, noise thundering, going yes. on, mm-hmm. yeah, is, is, which would be appropriate for a thunder over Michigan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so and this event's been going on for how long, or was this? It's new? A, it's an annual event, but of course, they're crazy was this year's theme. Just, oh, I see. Just like Sun and Fun or Air Venture have their themes. Yeah, this year, Corsair Crazy was their theme. Hmm. Well, that that's what about you, Dennis? You were you tempted to go down there? That would have been a quick, uh, you know, just a hot hop, skip, and a jump from Minnesota, wouldn't it? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know about it, and that's I was so I busy with. Uh, we had our local air expo, which is a very similar event with you know heavy on warbirds with our Corsair and Mustang, and then I headed off to Air Venture and was kind of decompressing coming back. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll have to keep that in mind for next year. I think that'd be fun to, to check out another smaller air show similar to what we do here at Flying Cloud with uh, with our museum. Yeah, one of the neat things is that we're, we're standing in that line waiting to get into the into the airplane. I met this kid. He's you know 16 years old, just solo two months ago from um, um, uh, Poplar Grove, Illinois, which is probably about 80 miles north of where my mom and dad uh, live. And yeah. uh, his dad and he flew over for the day for the air show because his dad grew up next to a guy that owned a Corsair. And so they both been Corsair crazy uh, for, well, the kid for all his entire life. And, and the dad, since he was about 11 years old, kind of like me, and you just had a nice conversation with them, uh, mm-hmm. waiting in line, and and it was kind of funny that the dad and I kind of kind of grew up in almost the same area, almost the same time, doing almost the same things, and got uh, you know I don't know enlightened or uh, you know got yeah. that spark yeah, of aviation oh, yeah. by watching it, one of those yeah. aircraft. Yeah, his 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 this guy's dad was a was a pilot, so he was a pilot, and uh, he flies for the airlines. But uh, did he you fly liked, in too to the event on Delta? Oh. <laughs> That doesn't count. Oh, no, it doesn't. Trust me. Yeah. yeah although, it, although the Detroit airport, Delta's terminal is actually pretty darn nice. This was not the international airport at Detroit, though, right? No, it was a Willow Run airport in Ypsilanti, just okay. about eight miles west of there. Okay, good hamburgers there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just good, a good place dogs. to hang out. Hot yeah. dogs, Corsairs, you name it, they got it. Go check it out. Yep. And uh, we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. 
Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Captain, cabin's ready and doors are closed. All right, gentlemen, it's time to get high. And also fly this old bird. Just a little captain's joke. I never get high when I'm flying unless I mistime the edible. Another captain's joke. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis, rounding out the crew today. It's National Aviation Day. Make the most of it. Go watch some airplanes. Or just kick back and, uh, you know, hang back and listen to what we have to say about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can chime in, info at justplaneradio.com, or uh, give us a call. Uh, email whatever and uh and you know we're we're here for you on national aviation day all right and you know i'm getting ready to uh get back in the cockpit and uh, ed's looking at me like oh yeah all right put your feet up folks getting deep in here yep yeah but uh it's true and and, you know I've, i've been talking to dennis actually during the week uh about uh you know getting my special issuance because i just celebrated three years Mm-hmm. Uh, since my open heart surgery mm-hmm. incident, and, and so it's been three years, and I'm ready to go ahead and and get that done and taken care of. I, I've you know I've talked about it as far as uh, you know uh, getting that special issuance done, so then it'll be uh, you know clear flying. Uh, He's talked after. about it and talked about it and talked about well, it. Well, so what do I got to do next other than call AOPA, which I'm in the process of doing? 
we well, got a contact there. We're I mean, gonna it, get on the show here. That soon. that that would be the first step because they're going to outline what documents you're going to need to bring from your cardiologist. Yeah. Um, would that would that gonna, account like a twenty dollar bill would be one of those documents? Yeah. And that, Slip no. that in the envelope. Hey. That doesn't necessarily help in Oklahoma City, but um, but no, you, I mean you're going to have to have all the documents. You probably should coordinate this uh, somewhere around your annual stress test because they're going to want the uh, stress test results and things like that. So Got you it. Don't, Been so there, you don't have to do that. it twice. You know, it has to be certain. It can't be from six months ago. It has to be within what? a certain time period. Well, I'm going to no, be having And you one. can't uh, submit the audio of uh, the Scuba Radio episode where you did the stress test live. That's I did it live count. on a radio. You yeah, know, that so count either. Why wouldn't it count? It was a real doctor, and it was a real stress test. I yeah. could have died. <laughs> Would have been radio gold, I tell you. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I I actually got a printout from that uh, episode. And how long ago was that? Uh, what was that, Dennis? That well, was probably about uh, six, two and a half ago. years ago. <laughs> Shush! <It> wasn't that long. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I'll, I can get another one done. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, that's that's where going to the AOPA and and talking to their experts, they're going to outline for you everything you need to get from your physician, and so you have it ready when you submit the application. Yeah. And just attach it to the application. Um, you know, basically the process is you collect all that stuff, you submit uh, the application, you go take the physical. It'll get deferred. It'll get referred to uh, Oak City, um, but you'll ship out all that documentation with it. Um, which should you know minimize the turnaround time, but you know the bottom line, the the experts at AOPA will walk you through it, ham and hold your hand on it to yeah. help you get there and get there quicker. A lot of times when your stuff gets there, the person looking at it is not a cardiologist, and they see something they don't like, mm-hmm. and they have to send you back for more tests. Is that like a picture of my you know like my headshot you're talking about? Yeah, no, I'm thinking they're they're your 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 echocardiogram. Oh, oh that like they'll, yeah. They'll see something that they want checked out and this, that and the other and so it is a time consuming process. Mm. And uh, and in, in with our friends at the FA, if they act upon something within within thirty days, like actually opening your document, uh, uh-huh. then that's that's appropriate for them. And that's not including any government shutdowns. You government shut down for a month, it's going to put another three months delay on your Well, we're good, paperwork. I think, for a couple of years right now, aren't we? Well, who knows? Yeah. Who I think knows? We're, we're all right right now. So, well, the uh, FAA has been authorized for five years, but would a shutdown affect it? You never know. Yeah. Oh, right. it would. It would. They would be considered non-essentials, and they would be sent home. Well, it goes back to slipping in that Benjamin, you know, like uh Hey, you know, there's something in this for you. If you just kind of look the other way and just put this back in the mail. Approved. But, uh, Why don't yeah. you try that and let's see how that goes. Well, I'll ask AOPA, you know. Yeah, like, ask him. Ask him and see what they I say. I got a fiver. Will that uh, expedite the process at all? They'll return it for uh, insufficient presidents or something. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, but uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a look at getting this together. But you, you are saying though, I'm gonna have to get the stress test paperwork done before I even do the physical thing. It probably. would be advisable. Yeah, it would be about that. That way, you go in there documented, ready to go. Yeah, that will because otherwise, you go in, you put down your history. The doctor looks at it. He defers you. You wait 30 days to get a letter from the FAA saying we want this paperwork, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so and, yeah, when you say uh, my doctor or AME, AME, 
Okay. You, so well, when go you to go that. to the AME, he'll defer you, but you need to have your documentation from your cardiologist and treatment right. physician, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's what AOPA can outline for you. Uh, what do I need to bring to the medical so that they can just ship it out altogether? Right. Okay. Well, we're going to get this done at some point. At it's some National point. Aviation Day. I mean, this is the perfect day to kind of regroup and Are we taking, launch taking that bets project. here, Dennis? No bets. No, no bets. bets? Not willing to uh, risk any money? Yeah, what are, uh, no, what are no the I mean, makers? I would have to take the bet on the other side. <laughs> yeah, prob- pro- pro- problem is we both want the same side. And yeah. It's kind of hard to bet with each other when we should be betting against each other. What, that I'm a winner? <laughs> uh, a wiener? Did no. he say wiener? No, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, there are some other things that uh, you can learn outside of my um, you know, issues. <laughs> And that would be, uh, well, you, we have a, a, a top 12 list or 12 suggestions on how to what, Dennis? So it's a list from our, our friend Trevor up here in Minneapolis at uh, in-flight pilot training, but it's the top 12 things that every student pilot needs. And since I now have a student pilot in my family, this has become a much more uh, important list because I started looking at, you know, what does, uh, you know, what do I need to get my daughter to make sure that she's got all the tools that she needs in the cockpit. And boy, things have changed from when you and I started our flight training, right, Ed? Oh, yeah. You know, a sectional and a uh, plotter and a pair of foam earplugs was pretty much about it, right? Oh, and don't forget the mechanical E6B. Oh, yeah, the whiz wheel. Got to yeah. have that. Okay. Well, now you need, what, an iPad? And I didn't even need a headset because we didn't have intercoms back then, Dennis. Mm. <laughs> no, we uh, you, you rolled up the sectional and got whacked over the head with it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my my instructor smoked Lucky Strikes in the cockpit, so I was more worried about you know getting a a, a, a cigarette in the hand if I did something wrong. Wow! Oh, that's one way you to drill a harsh it home. One. Yeah, I was like, you better get those uh, crazy eights right, or I'm gonna burn you. <laughs> that's one way to motivate them, but uh, but no, that's not that, like that's that. a unique way of providing a distraction to the student to see but if they can handle it. There are yeah, things you but need. But what now. I didn't realize at the time is that you know the ashtray was in the door on the Cessna 150 i didn't realize the fuel line was running through that doorpost. oh <laughs> i didn't know my systems too well at that time so yeah now a uh, cigarette in the hand doesn't seem too bad it's either that or blowing up the airplane yeah either way works i guess but whatever you do ed don't uh, go old school on me i'll learn at my own pace okay okay and we got more coming up on just plain radio Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings. You can't sleep. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Ned and Dennis. All right. So 12 things a student pilot needs in order to uh, perform effectively uh, and with their training. I, I don't know. I, I just picked one uh from you know from what you were saying about what your daughter needed there dennis which is an ipad 
and that's actually the first thing on the well, list. There you um, go. You know, See, you can't thing, learn to fly without them now, pretty much, right? It, I mean, they it's have, almost required. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they uh, have re- revolutionized our industry. I mean, and it just came out in 2010, which is near term for aviation. But the things that we can do with it, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You got to be. You can. Well, Ed and I were just talking during the break, and you know, he keeps one in the uh, airplane for doing flight tests because it helps him with his situational awareness, so he can focus on the student and still help you know scan for additional traffic and be aware of what's going on. And I'm finding that with my daughter flying right now, we have just the iPad and we don't have any traffic in the little trainer, so I have to fix that here in the next couple of days mm. uh, because it's we have a pretty busy airport with a lot of traffic and a lot of different trainers and jets coming in and out. And just that extra pair of eyes and being able to see that traffic uh, ahead of time and being able to plan for it makes a lot of sense. Well, and if so, she has to update her Facebook status, you know, uh, Snapchat with well, friends. Well, you know, you can that. post those pictures and selfies right from the cockpit. We don't even have to wait to get on the ground to, de- you know, to debrief. <laughs> you can just do it right there. So there you go. Okay. That yeah. is, of course, important, Dad. Well, I, yes, I don't know. exactly. But from a flight trainer perspective, do you, like, uh, discourage that type of activity, Ed? I would assume. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Just check it. Cell phone's off in the airplane. Well, yeah, but your Wi-Fi right. could still be working, couldn't it? No. No? I mean, you're getting your traffic through a Wi-Fi connection, but you're not getting text or any data link other than the weather. Hmm. You know, so you and, have to and save I do, your... I do. I do recommend people going on to the... Uh, onto the uh, uh, airplane mode when they go in. That will keep their GPS working. Um, but, you know, down low, you can get a signal. As you know, sure you can do that. people have. And you got to do your Snapchat stuff when you're flying your airplane, do the selfie, and you open your mouth, the rainbow pours out, and you have the little poop emoji on your head, that whole thing. They're both saying, don't do that, Greg. Whatever keeps <laughs> you Setting a bad Greg. example. It's just what I do. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I don't really need or want anything. I mean, my life is pretty chaotic. I have five kids, you know, and I have friends that love stuff. I have a friend who has a drawer of watches. I have another friend who has five cars. Whenever I'm with these people, I realize I'm just simple. All I need is a nice bed and a private jet, you know? (laughs) Now, I have the bed. All I need is the jet. And it could be a used jet. I'm not a snob, you know? I mean, I don't want a prop plane. I'm not trash. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and share with you 12 tips on how to be a better student pilot, or at least prepared. Uh, is that right, or Dennis? at least the things that you need as a student okay, pilot. Okay, things you need. Brain. Okay, uh, Greg, you're That out. wasn't required. Oh, that's not required. That's optional. Okay. 
just, believe me, from some confidence. of the flight tests I've done, yes, it's optional. <laughs> All right, number one was an iPad. And uh, the With next one is appropriate what? software, right. so ForeFlight, Garmin Pilot, or something like that. Okay, all the um, stuff we use in the cockpit now. Sure. Now I just have to make one comment, and you know I'm a ForeFlight fan, but there was something posted on this aviation career, career uh, uh, Facebook site, and you're like, "Where can I get something as good as ForeFlight but cheaper?" And it's like you're going to be a professional pilot. It's a hundred dollars a year. Yeah, divided. Well, over- it's not because by the time you get okay, well, I want a, a geo-referenced approach plates. Oh, but I want the flight planning. Now you went from two hundred now to three hundred. You know, it well, does you don't start need to the add flight up, planning, so. but you do need the geo-reference. So it's two hundred, but still two hundred versus having to buy charts on a regular basis, and oh, it's 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 still it's, a cost savings. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, and it gives you so much more, you know, there's so many other places you can save money in your training, like studying, reading, practicing, goes back to the brain thing <laughs> that you can, well, it, it, you save one flight, one flight by studying, you can afford four flight for a year. Okay. All right. Just well, saying that. And people make the same argument too about, well, how can I, you know, I don't want to have an iPad. They're so expensive. How can I do it cheaper? It's like, well, do you want something that just works or do you want to be, you know, putzing around and trying to fix it and, you know, tweaking this and trying to work with open source software? I mean, AeroV, uh, or not AeroV, um, uh, Avair is a great little uh, uh, app for free, but it's got a quirky interface. I would much rather pull out the iPad and just use ForeFlight that just works. Yeah, yeah. true. But, yeah. you know, if you want to nickel and dime it, you can do it. You can find ways. Yeah, but you're going to end up spending more time. You're going to well. What we have is a lot of people start off with something other than four flight Garmin pilots, but because uh, mm-hmm. they get it free in the Sessa kit, right? But they all migrate to, uh, before they get to their cross countries. They all migrate to, uh, to four flight once they see the capabilities with with what the instructor is able to do with it. Well, there you and, go. Uh, you know, we yes, well, we, do, we provide well. four flight for our instructors, so they have good current equipment. We even give them iPads to use with it, and uh, um, because we want to make sure that they give. The right presentation to the customer as well okay well and that dovetails very well with the second item and that's the logbook because now you're starting to find that those efb apps like ForeFlight, they've got a very good logbook function mm-hmm. built into them they'll automatically record the flight they'll tie in with uh, debrief apps like cloud ahoy to be able to take a look at the flight after you're done so you can and see how you did instructor forgets to sign you can email it you to him and he can remotely sign it how about that exactly mm-hmm. which one of which the things happens on my check ride it does. But on my uh, CFI check ride, one of the things they asked is your students on a cross country, you endorsed them to go from this airport to that airport. And they had to take a bio break at an airport in the middle that we didn't talk about. Can they legally continue their flight? Nope. And the answer, the old answer was you can't. You'd actually have to fax a endorsement for their logbook for that other airport. But now with the electronic stuff, you could literally email them a picture of it or make a, an electronic oh, endorsement. Yeah. Uh, email and them a picture of the bio that you were breaking for? <laughs> no. No. Uh, your logbook okay. endorsement. The log, you could just the write new out. logbook oh, endorsement sure. saying you're okay to fly from that. Really and, I mean, that happens. that happens daily in Florida in the summertime because we have one guy that's working on his, his private. And he every cross country he's gone on, he's diverted somebody, someplace to wait a thunderstorm out. So we've had to do it like multiple times. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's realistic. That's everyday occurrence. Yeah. And so now you can just easily push that, and you've got a record of it that follows with the student, and it's up to date. You don't have to worry about, you know, coming back in and, you know, backfilling their their uh, actual logbook with the handwritten endorsement and things like that. 
So yeah, having a logbook is essential, but I think uh, the days of the paper logbook may be going away. Well, we- in, in in as an examiner, we are required if they present an electronic logbook to accept it. So that it, whereas you know, prior to ACS, we could say no, you need a paper logbook, but we can't do that anymore. And I've always been the type to encourage it, just because it it provides so much better data collection and reporting and you know future when somebody wants to buy an airplane they're going to want to know how many hours they have in each make and model and that's really hard to pull out of a paper logbook but electronic yeah. it is sweet and quick three clicks and you can have your insurance paperwork filled out with how many mo- how many hours in the last 12 months and exactly. all that kind of information yeah, so I'm I'm a big proponent of, especially the one four I love it. But uh, Safe Log, I know a lot of people are using Log Pro Ten, but like I say, I don't think they need to go past four flight. The one in there is awesome. Well, there you go. Well, and there's no excuse because you can go out to myflightbook.com. That's what I've been using for many many years. It's completely free. Yeah, and it supports uh, now. I think you can actually export your four flight logs up to it. So I'm going to be playing with that next. But you got no excuse. It's free. Get, well, the, uh, get the electronic logs, and it'll generate your training records and, and show your progress towards your ratings so that you know what you need to be working on with your instructor, and all of that kind of stuff is available. And yeah. like Ed said, it's so much easier when it's just click a button, and it shows you the, the current hours, and instead of having to go and add it all up from multiple columns and things that you forgot to carry over from page to page. Well, and then when it's time to do the application, it will produce a report that matches the information required on, on the IAC rate 8710. Yep. You know, and, and just, you know, just and if you have to resubmit your 8710 during the check ride that morning, uh, because <laughs> you're like expired, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. wouldn't say that, you know, I don't know anybody personally that's had that problem, no. but, but I've heard it's happened. This, yeah. this guy I know. Right. Yeah. yeah, but but that would be another reason, uh, you know, to put the value towards fourth flight, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yep. you can just figure, you know, 20 bucks for a logbook or, hey, I'll just apply that to my uh, fourth flight subscription. There you go. Okay. All right, what's next, Dennis? A knee board. Uh, you still need to be able to write down things. And, you know, uh, I'm sure in Florida you get a little bit of turbulence uh, with the, uh, the warm air. Uh, so you get things getting bounced around. So having that knee board not flying around the cockpit instead of having a notepad that you can just write on, on your leg uh, would be awfully convenient. Mm-hmm. And multiple pens because you'll drop one. Multiple so, pens. That's yes. another item or stuff <laughs> yes. to your knee board? Well, it's stuck to your knee board, okay. but having just one doesn't do you any good because you'll wind up dropping a pen somewhere and, you know. And I love that when they do that on a flight test because we can charge for that. What? If you... My spare pen. Oh, you can charge That's them. That's a about- joke. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just like I carry a pair of foggles in case they forgot theirs, but of course, they're, you know, it'll cost you $100. That's right. Once again, uh, a joke. I won't do it. I do it because I want to get them done. It's a seller's market up here. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So, uh, well, you learn else? from Disney then huh, how to yeah. price things. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Captive audience. All right. So, knee board, right. uh, some pencils connected to it, or pens, or whatever, and then yeah. what? Um, actually, a charging cord and a backup battery, because we are now starting to rely on those iPads in flight. What happens if the battery goes dead because you've been on a three-hour cross country and your iPad's only good for two and a half? Hmm. Well, so an- another thing that. Um, I've run into a couple times here in the in the summer is they've uh, had their iPads overheat on them uh, because they're putting them on their knee board and it's in the sun versus putting it up on a yoke mount where the sun's not directly hitting it. Yeah. And, and literally mid instrument approach, they've lost all their charts. 
Hmm, that's not good. Now, this kid was good. He picked up his iPhone, pulled it up on his iPhone, and used his iPhone for the rest of the flight. Huh. But it overheated on connected to his knee pad. Yeah, it was it was it was on his it was, he had a knee pad with the with the uh the iPad on the on the knee. Right. And of course so hot sunny day, sun's beaming in the, the windshield and mm-hmm. it's hitting the iPad and it overheated. And that, it happens, you know, pretty regularly if you put them in the sun like that. Yeah. And so uh the other thing I tell people to do is just get one that has a cover that you can close over while you're not using it, open it up to use it, close back over. That'll protect it from if they are using it on the knee, uh, that'll protect it from uh, from overheating as right. well. Right, and then there's the whole issue where if you want to drill at home and make sure they uh, take you up on that uh, little nugget of knowledge, say, hey, look, you do that too much, you're not going to have any kids. No, I think that's fake news, Greg. No, no, I think it could happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, test it if I were you. <laughs> It'd be a way to just drill that point home, get it off your kneeboard and out of the sun and be able to procreate effectively or something. I don't know. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium, instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's the craziest video game I've ever seen? It's actually a flight simulator. You learning how to fly? I'm still learning how to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Ed, and Dennis rounded out the crew. 
All right, so we have uh, some tips. There are things that you need to be a better student pilot. It'll just make it more effective. Twelve uh, to be total, where we've gotten through about five. Is that right, Dennis? Yep, we're on number five right now, okay. which is actually, you know, we were talking about the sun and overheating the uh, the iPad, but mm-hmm. actually another problem is the sun in the cockpit. So having a good pair of sunglasses, but specifically non-polarized sunglasses, because with all of the iPads and the glass avionics, uh, polarized sunglasses can actually cause you to not see anything that's on those displays. That so, is a bad thing. I, I learned that early on, yes. actually. In the hard flight. Way. Yeah. I was like, hey, where the heck, where's my map? Holy crap. And then I realized, like, yeah. And then, and that's getting yeah. harder to hard, harder to find. What, uh, non-polar sunglasses? Yeah. I mean, when you just go to a store. Well, yeah, if you go to CVS, but, you know, if you buy right. real sunglasses. If you get them at, like, an air show, yeah, they're all non-polarized. Well, no, just, you know, go to but, Sporties. You know, they got them. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, it's not like you can get them off the shelf at the grocery store. You got to actually pay attention to that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you probably attention. want to pay a little bit better for a nicer quality pair of glasses. They'll last longer. Well, I agree. Or, you know, in my case, they're prescription. So I had to, uh, I actually had to tell them I do not want polarized, you know, yeah. sunglass prescription glasses, that kind of thing. All right. What else, Dennis? Headsets. When I started flying, that was not on the list. We didn't have intercoms. No, you had, if you were lucky, you had foam earplugs and a handheld mic. Exactly. And that was it. And I, well, I did my whole instrument check ride that way, and uh, I had my pen in my hand. And every time I reached down to pick up the the microphone, talk on the radio, I was poking the examiner in the leg with my open pen ah. and getting pen marks on his uh, on his pants. Well, that's better than and a so cigarette. He charged but... you for a pair of uh, trousers then after the flight too. Well, he did eventually take my en route chart to cover his leg, so I wouldn't ride on his pants <laughs> anymore. Huh. Okay. But yes, so headset today, absolutely imperative, and you can spend as little as 75 and as much as $1,200 on it. Right. You know, in the college money. program that my son's in, they, they sent out a you know a little letter to all their incoming students, and they said, you know, you do not need to go out and spend 1000 or $1,200. You know, get yourself a inexpensive passive noise canceling like a David Clark or something like that to start with, or even buy a used one. Yeah. Until you get through your training. And then once you get into a professional, then, you know, go ahead and spend the money. Um, so, you know, you don't have to buy the high end, but I'll tell you what, uh, I can't think I can go back to my David Clarks after having the light speeds. No, you, so, I mean, I'm the same way. I've got a pair of David Clarks I had for, you know, many years and still great headset. And, uh, but yeah, going back is, is not an option, you know, that the, the active noise canceling and, and especially growing up on the farm, a little bit of hearing loss, then teaching for, you know, five or six hundred. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Five or six hundred hours without any intercom in the airplane. I have some hearing loss. Now, I know Greg has some issues, that whole rock and roll band thing. Too. Uh-huh. So that's why we, we got him. We got him into yeah. light speeds very early on. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I need to wear these all the time <laughs> uh, in and out of the airplane. But no, yeah, they uh, they do make a big difference. They really do, especially in noise can- cancellation stuff for me. Yeah. Because it's the background when you're having uh, you know any hearing issues, it's the background noise that drives you nutty, mm-hmm. and it makes it hard for you to understand people and things like that. So, you know, having that noise cancellation, taking the engine noise down and stuff, it, it does bring it out there and make it much more clear. Okay, so that's uh, another item. We got a few more to go here. So, what do we yep. got, Dennis? 
FAA textbooks were a recommendation. And, you know, the Airplane Flying Handbook is the Bible for learning to fly, along with a copy of the ACS for, for whatever rating you're pursuing so that you oh, have your, your standards. Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another good one. And guess but what? You can the get them all for three through four from flight. From flight. <laughs> oh, there's another thing to apply you to You just that. download them, and anytime a new one comes out, you get the new one. Okay. All right. See? That makes it easy. You don't have to go out and buy the paper copy unless you really want to have one. But now there are uh, some people that still like to turn the corners and 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 make marks on them. But I keep telling them it's a PDF. You can make marks on it all you want. True. Well, and, that, and that's just it too. You can download the PDFs for all those FAA documents right from the FAA website. So yep. don't feel like you've got to go and pay Amazon for the Kindle version or something like that because the file is available for free. It's or, a PDF. like you said. It's built into ForeFlight in the documents section. You can just click on it and automatically add it to the tab. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy who pays uh, extra for all this stuff. That you You're going to pay enough way. anyway, so right. save a few dollars where you can. All right, what's next? An E6B. Do you know what that is, Greg? Yeah, it's an E6B. <laughs> yeah, the, the whiz wheel, the mechanical flight calculator. Right. Uh, so how much longer do you think we're going to still be teaching students how to use these, given the, the EFB apps are taking all of the, the math out of it? Until the end of time, because the FAA will not allow us to bring the iPad into the uh, written exam. Not yet. Never. You don't think I, they're I, I guarantee you that. they will. That's where some of the other calculators like Sporties or, or ASA, um, you know, are handy, but at a hundred dollars versus a ten dollar app for my iPad. Right. We we keep a couple of the electronic ones around so they can take them to the flight test, um, and uh, and then we encourage them to buy the 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 app version because that's what they're going to use in the real world. That's what they're going to use on the cross countries, and we ha- we can let them use it on the flight test. So yeah, but I I don't know if the FA is ever going to get away from that just because once you take that iPad in, you can also take the internet in. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, and then it'd be really easy to pass. Yeah, for everybody but you. No, I'd find a way. <laughs> I would find something on the dark web. All right, what else do you got right, there, Dennis? So VFR sectional charts. And so I guess if you're not just a student pilot, but you're also looking at your instrument rating, at any sort of in route charts and approach plates would be wise to have here. And even as a student pilot, I think having a set of approach plates for that cover your home airport and the area around it isn't a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, just because the the information that's contained on them is also very helpful with the taxi diagrams and things like that. Um, so just having a paper chart, the batteries don't fail on that paper chart. So even if it's expired, it's still more useful than the uh, overheated iPad and dash when you're trying to figure out what the frequency is. All right, got 30 seconds. What's the last? Uh, a fuel set. tester yeah. and a handheld radio. And that's it? That's it. And you're good to that's go. 12. 12 items you need to be a better student pilot. We'll end it on that. Till next time, remember... There is no better high than than learning to to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 